0: Ready for another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering? Good, here's Foggy.
1: Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 54. Beep, beep, engine 54. Numbers in the air like ticker tape. 58, 56, 54. I got some big tires. 54 is coming down the road. Plus, I got a Chevy with a 454 in the hood. Come on down to 54 and take a spot on the floor. Join me tonight, I'm Foggy. And with me, as always, Metalhead Monday. Step inside,
0: into his mind, it's boy band time, it's
1: Metalhead Monday.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a lot of 54 going on there.
1: I had to stop looking at you because I was going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us also is
2: the master of the keyboard, JPP. Easy listening sounds for the hard of hearing,
0: it's JPP.
2: How's it going? You kept saying 54. I was waiting for car 54. Where are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Is that really.
1: A... Anyway. Also with <laughs> us this evening is the educator, Joe Wright. My
2: hello there. Oh, how's everybody doing in their quarantine?
0: Quarantined. Doing all right. I mean, uh, allergy season. Yeah. That, that's always fun. Oh, uh, kicking <laughs> my ass every day. It's every morning for about an hour. I can't hardly breathe.
2: Yep. I wake up and I'm you know, questioning myself and questioning life <laughs> for a few moments and, you know, just going with it. It's all I can do. <laughs>
1: yeah. The pollen alert comes up yeah. on the phone every day. And yeah. uh, sadly we're without Cor and Tony tonight. Um, T bags has an extraordinary workload and will be unable to join us this evening. So hopefully he'll be back next week. Um, I don't know what we're doing <laughs> next week's show yet, but I hope he's back because it'll be better with him. We'll make it exciting for him for sure we'll incentivize him yeah kind of cool tonight because we're doing something that we've never done before typically when we do a challenge we uh have advanced notice and we get to think about it for about a week but tonight the challenge is sponsored by small giant designs and it's going to be brought to you by jpp so we're all curious what do you have for us tonight
2: <laughs> I've put together a couple of lists for you. Um, there's categories, and we're going to basically choose and omit and have a little fun. You know, it was something that uh, there's a local record shop. They've been doing some live streams, and and they were playing a, a game similar to it. I thought, you know what? That's awesome. I, I would like to do that with the, the W&W gang. So shall we get to it? Wait, what record shop? It's the American Dream Hi-Fi.
0: In beautiful downtown Kokomo, Indiana. That's right,
2: on Geek Street. Yay! Yes, yes. Shout out to Mikey and Bryce. And uh, you know, they, they have a good time talking about records, phoning some friends in, and, and playing some ridiculous games while peddling vinyl. And it's, it's a beautiful experience because he'll have copies of things I didn't even know existed and I want to buy now.
1: yeah geek streak is is definitely the highlight of
2: kokomo now at the best shops for sure most certainly i will hit the present and for those listening since you don't have the luxury of video conference like we do i will read things out so you can listen and if you want to chime in on our facebook page uh, you can leave comments on the episode link and whatnot we'd love to hear your thoughts as well Okay, so you guys should be seeing a blank screen, correct? Yep, correct. All right, so screen number one, click on it. There we go. You have to choose one band to stay, and one of those bands is Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, Testament, or Slipknot.
0: Okay, so Steve and I are easy, so Joe, (laughs) you go first.
1: (laughs) I'll keep Megadeth.
0: Okay, that's cool.
1: I'll answer for Monday.
2: He is going to keep Anthrax. Hell yeah. Yeah. See, now this one's tougher for me because I equally enjoy all projects. Um, anthrax is definitely one of the top of the list for me just because they're my boys. And I really love the fact that Charlie and Scott have been doing some quarantine jams with Dan Loker of Nuclear Assault and SOD. Very Uh, cool. They just did a a session with Randy Blythe, too. I don't know if you've seen that yet.
0: I haven't watched that one yet. I liked... uh, Steve, I sent you a couple they did. They did a couple of uh, Rush Jams with Alex Skolnick from Testament.
2: Yeah,
1: that was fantastic.
0: Yeah, Yeah, the
2: bass player from uh, Suicidal Tendencies is in in on that as well. Correct. Very, very, very cool. Well, I'm going to go sentimental because... Um, Metallica was one of the, the first bands I, I cut my teeth on, if you will. Um, I, I would keep them, especially you guys heard me rant and rave last year after going to the show with my nephew and mm-hmm. having a, a hell of a good time. So, um, that, that kind of sticks in my, in my ribs still. So, I'll keep them and you know, definitely a close second with Anthrax, very close second.
0: Okay, Monday, you can answer for me. Uh, well. I mean, the obvious choice is probably the only choice would have to be Slipknot.
1: It's correct, sir. But I okay. would add here that all five of those would be welcome for a review next week based on what's actually coming out.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> so that's kind of cool because we had four different choices.
3: Yeah. Imagine if not, we all had to agree. Right. I think it's I thought, funny. Go ahead, Joe. I I thought that Metallica wasn't going to make it to be truthful. So.
2: Yeah, you know, they've had some ups and downs in, in their career. But um, I, I got to say, they, you know, James is one of those guys I learned every riff when I first got my mm-hmm. Warlock guitar and all that kind of good stuff. And, um, you know, he he was kind of a, uh, a subconscious mentor in that regard. I, I definitely had a little easier time attaining his riff styling than I did Dave Mustaine because he was super fast, um, especially the earlier stuff. And, uh, you know, I definitely love Dave Mustaine and, and, you know, especially the Marty Friedman and Nick Menza era of Megadeth. Mm, That drove my choice. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it it was a tough one for me across the board. All of them are some pretty kick-ass bands. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, I thought it was funny that, uh, you know, I would choose Anthrax and Steve would choose Slipknot and we, each have a tattoo of those respective bands. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, it's kind of <laughs> obvious choice there. I think. Yep.
2: Um, th- ready for the next slide. Yes. Yep. All right. Now this next slide, unfortunately T bags is not here to play. I may have to do a solo round with him and uh, catch him on video and see his reactions.
0: But... Well, I said last week when we talked about this off air that you would have to give him like he could only choose one and you give him nine inch nails or Tool. Yeah. <laughs> His there head would probably explode. <laughs> yep. So, you know, kind of. <laughs> and Pink Floyd. He would yeah. die, I think. If he saw this. <laughs> so, no, I, I can to,
1: answer for him. He likes pumpkins, but they would go. Right. By, by a landslide.
2: <laughs> I, I try to table this to, you know, based I don't know Joe's musical taste 100% yet, but I'm kind of getting to know. So, I try to sprinkle a little bit of everything for everybody. But uh, this, basically, you have to choose one band to go, and the choices are Tool, Nine Inch Nails, Smashing Pumpkins, Pearl Jam, or Pink Floyd.
0: Hmm. So I like how you switched it up, though, because on the first one, it was you could only choose one, and on this one is one must go. Yep. Hmm.
1: I think I'm going to do this in the future, but I want to make you all work together and come up with the same answer.
3: I think, uh, yeah, I definitely <laughs> thought a twelve Angry Men style. <laughs> you can't advance until.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm calling it now, hung jury. This is brutal. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean, it's not brutal for me because I know I'm kind of waffling between a couple. But if I'm stuck without hearing one, like for the rest of forever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> i gotta say like i've never been a huge pink floyd fan like i'm a total casual fan of theirs i like the radio stuff and i mean that's i've never really dived too deep into their stuff so i i would say pink floyd's got to go for me
2: well pink floyd was one of those bands that i i got danzig's Debut album on cassette. My mom saw the album cover. Absolutely not. Take that back. Get your money back. And disc okay. jockey. The record store said no refund, so I had to exchange it for Dark Side of the Moon. And uh, when I first heard it, I thought, "Okay, this isn't Danzig," and I <laughs> put it away. <laughs> no, it was not Danzig. <laughs> yeah, l- listen to it again a couple months later, and and in, in headphones, and and fell in love with it. So. Um, they would stay for me. Uh you know, to be honest with you, Pearl Jam was one of the bands that after Vitology I kind of, kind of lost uh contact with them. So they they would probably be the ones I would have to see, you know, sail off into the, the seas of cheese. See, this is a <laughs> game of inches for me. Smashing
1: pumpkins and pearl jam are the tops that I wouldn't definitely not lose. Uh gosh. <laughs> the other three are like <laughs> neck and neck. Um, I would probably say, oh, I'd probably say nine inch nails. I hate to say that, but you're talking about little teeny increments, so
2: yeah. Well, you know, you see tea bags at Thanksgiving. You guys can talk about that. Well, no, Pink Floyd's his <laughs> all time favorite, and he yeah. loves
1: Maynard, so I'm I'm probably safe. <laughs> cool,
2: and I the know thing- his love for Resner too. Go ahead, Joe.
3: The thing about all these bands too is that beyond the band there's like one creative force you know so like if you break it down which artist would you get rid of you know you've got you've got Maynard you've got Reznor you've got Billy Corgan I know Billy Corgan doesn't do a lot for a lot of people um honestly oh god this is difficult <laughs> <laughs> It's easier to get, get uh, pick one than to get rid of one. That's funny. You get to keep, you get to keep four, you know, if we were little kids, we'd be you know excited because we get, yeah. um, I would probably agree with Steve and say nine inch nails would, would have to go. That's um, fair.
2: You know, in, in both of your defenses, you know, Trent does have a formula he tends to stick to from album to album these days, you know, with the first chorus hook noise, that kind of thing. So, uh, Certainly, for sure. But and like, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, Corgan kind of came back with a bang with Smashing Pumpkins here as of late, and their new material has been a lot of fun. Whoops, I uh, almost <laughs> uh-huh. What was that? What was that? I missed that. I
1: one word on there. <laughs> yeah. I did too. Yep, yeah,
2: you guys are going to yeah. have fun with the next one. So, yeah, I mean, all of them have their own interesting and eccentric artistries, and it's just a matter of, you know, which one of those do you think I could move on without that impact anymore? right okay so just a bit, just to recap uh three
3: band tattoos have been represented on these two slides or these Uh-oh. two That's these true. two lists so paul i guess if we get abba on this one you'll be set so yeah i know I right? on nickelback i think he's set <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah i am set
2: yep no actually i have bjork on
0: the- nickelback
3: yeah. on the small you're back right yeah
2: <laughs> why? Uh, why What have you heard <laughs> sorry sorry for the clang there let me move this out of the way like a- there we go all right now for the next slide pick a favorite <laughs> creed nickelback three doors down wilco or hootie and the blowfish
0: well I hate go
2: ahead, money.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say I hate to go first again, but this is honestly an easy choice for this me. It's easy for you. It's so easy for me. It would uh, out of those bands, I it would be Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> I I love no joke, I love Darius's voice. He so. does have a good
2: voice.
0: Yeah, <clears> so he does. I, I would be out of those that that no no contest. Cool. Well, that was easy for you. Now let me clarify real fast. Creed, he's that uh,
1: the group that's fronted by uh, Scotty <laughs> Better, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging
1: up. <laughs> I'm <laughs> leaving. Yeah. You can't tell me you
0: didn't
1: try to pull that effect when they first came out. But anyway.
0: I remember when they did first come out because I was working at Sam Goody with Paul, and holy crap, there was a younger there was a kid working there that was younger than us that absolutely loved that album, and he tried to play it all the time. Mm-hmm. That was the worst part about working there—you you had
2: to hear everybody else's records on repeat. At least at Karma, we had a, a democracy and a bit of a rotation. But uh, you know, Space Jam was on repeat one whole mm-hmm. day. <laughs> men in black soundtrack was on repeat God, one whole oh day, oh, yeah, wow. and you know uh t l. c you know not be okay, right. you know, like, it's okay to hear it in you know like to hear the album then move on, but yeah, on the whole day, well, no. customers aren't in here all day, I am,
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm a grumpy employee, uh-huh. If you'd um, like me to be nice to the customers, yeah,
2: exactly. The minute I popped on DJ Shadow or something, what? The, what is the turn that off? Nobody's on. Hey, put on the waterfalls, yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so, okay, I would probably
2: go with old Wilco. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm gonna probably go with Monday and, and stick with Hootie only because you know, um. Darius definitely has a good voice, and and you know he's he's a he seems like a really good guy. I don't know anything about Three Doors Down really. I just know I've heard a couple songs and meh, and uh, you know yep. Woko early Woko's <laughs> cool, but that last album definitely left an aftertaste I can't get rid of.
0: <laughs> um, you know, you know what that album tasted like? It tasted like <laughs> lemongrass. It was mm. almost like lemongrass lacroix Ugh.
2: which tastes like what your foot. You know when your foot falls asleep, what that feels like. That's what it tastes like. <laughs> um, I don't follow. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Uh, have, have you had le Croix or le Croix, whatever? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's lemon like, Wait, le lemon <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's lemongrass, but you know whatever flavor it. This definitely has a sparkle to it. And it's like, man, that feels mm. like my foot's asleep. Yeah. It's
0: coming this summer, yeah. Joe. I like Okay.
3: Ah. Oh, man. Fancy water. Me over here with my tap water. Nice. Um, So I'm going to go by eras. 15-year-old Joe would have been all over Hootie and the Blowfish. Of course, 15-year-old Joe would have not have heard of those other bands because they weren't around. (laughs) Um, But no, Hootie and the Blowfish was actually my first um, big concert. And it was the, um, let me think, the night before my sophomore year of high school started, I think. So I pulled a late nighter rolling into sophomore year, which kind of set the tone for the rest of high school. You know, I was, (laughs) uh, that was, that was pretty much how it rolled for me.
2: Nice,
0: Uh, A
3: lot of khaki shorts and, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish t-shirts and stuff. So, So, Uh, so much love for Hootie, who knew? Yeah. Um, but, and, uh, I think, I don't know, I'll, I'll move on. Um, but 30 year old Joe would have liked or liked Wilco a lot. So, Since that guy was more recent, I'm going to say Wilco.
2: Right on. Foggy, did you pick? I picked old Wilco. Old Wilco. Okay, that's right. right. (laughs) You didn't say we couldn't specify. I'm breaking the the Tony rules. No, that's totally fine. Absolutely. Because, I mean, you know, if he was picking favorite horror movies, it's like, do you include all Halloween movies or all Hellraiser? You know what no, I mean?
0: No, you do not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's that's a fair play. After a while, you don't want to include them.
2: No, no, sir. <laughs> all right. Let's go to the next slide. Best frontman. We have Ooh. Lemmy, <sighs> James Hetfield, Ozzy Osbourne, Ronnie James Dio, and Bruce Dickinson.
0: Wow, I'm gonna go. I mean, I guess it's what? Yeah, that's kind of. I I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Never mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely that's my choice. It's close, but uh, Bruce
2: for me. Bruce, yeah, I can see that. There's uh, there's a couple of there's two different facets going on here, even though one kind of leans on the majority with Ozzy, Ronnie, and Bruce. I mean, you, especially in the earlier days, you've got high energy front men that Mm -hmm. engage the audience and and such. But when you've got Hetfield, I mean, both Hetfield and Lemmy have energy too, but you know, they're playing an instrument, so they're more stationary. Mm -hmm. But I mean, let's face it. Lemmy looks like a beast, with that microphone hanging above him, and you know, wrote the sky, and you know, you got consistency from him every show. It sounded great. Um, Hetfield, he, you know, plays the most complex rhythms, you know, like weird gallops and stuff, while singing on top of it. When I saw them live, it was so effortless for him. It's it's insane uh, to see that. Then you got Ozzy, who makes everyone feel good with his hand claps and you know, re- you know, putting his hand in the <laughs> ear like a and I love the- you
0: all, yeah.
2: <laughs> throwing buckets of water on people and you know, yes, he, yes, he does. Dio is a is, was a bad bad man, you know. Rest his soul. I I really loved how he commanded his voice, and Bruce Dickinson was is amazing <laughs> too. And he even flies the band around after the show. Yes, what
0: man. so I um, mean, if we're going pound for pound. Dio's a very small guy, so. <laughs>
2: this may be true, but his voice makes up for that. I'm going to go I... with
3: o- Ozzy for the Alamo incident. <laughs> I mean, that, was, that was off stage, but. <laughs> Not the bat. Wait, too soon? Um,
2: oh. <laughs>
3: well, I was going to make a Randy Rhodes joke about flying the band around, but.
2: Oh, definitely too soon. Yeah, definitely <laughs> too soon. No kidding
0: um man this is yeah wow i have seen three of the five uh i've seen two of them twice uh man this is i i don't i i for me i would just have to go with who i guess made me feel the best and i would just go with ozzy Cool. I saw Sabbath and I and I saw Ozzy a couple of years ago and he's just he's so great. He's so fun. And now that he's old, it's just it's almost cute just to see him.
2: (laughs) I remember going to L.A. during his reality show days and uh, my he wasn't my father in law at the time, but he was driving us around Hollywood and we got to see, you know, basically celebrity homes we drove by his mansion. It's the one with the big skull in the gate. But what's funny, <laughs> minivans with like soccer moms and dads with their kids on their shoulders, taking pictures. Like, Oh, it's that it's <laughs> Aussie guy. That's on VH one. <laughs> so surreal to see the Prince of darkness with, you know, family appeal. Um, I am going to, as much as it breaks my heart, I'm going to choose Lemmy just because Ah, oh, good, good. You know, that tone, the, the voice, Um, you know, let's, let's face it. He, pretty much had one pitch but it worked and it just delivered i i loved motorhead and the high energy and hetfield loved motorhead too so i'm sure he would definitely say yes i would agree but uh,
1: i think the the slide would have been better if it would have said favorite front man rather than best because it's hard best to categorize is, yeah that, you know I'm, what i mean
0: i yeah. hate when everybody's like best guitar player best drummer yeah. and like it's all different man these guys all do different things it's how can yeah. you pair them
2: right i yeah i was just trying to not use the same two words all the time best worst yep. ghost day so no absolutely and that's the thing too people ask me what's your favorite song what's your favorite musician and it's like they kind of tell Tell me to pick my favorite kid. I only got one. Yeah, but you know, absolutely. Well. Su-
3: subjective. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Most certainly. It's like there, there are many that I admire. All right. We got another slide here.
0: Wait, Best did Joe front- pick? Oh yeah. Joe- I said Aussie. Yep. Okay. We yeah. have front man part two. Oh my God. I hate <laughs> oh, you. Wow. <laughs> you know oh. what? Honestly, again, this one's easy for me. Cause i only <laughs> yeah no way <wait. laughs> i only really like one of those and i've seen him more than once and Let they me were read pretty...
2: out first before you pick do what <laughs> before you pick
0: yeah yeah they so... were pretty awesome live i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna hey, say gonna... Fred, fred durst hey, yeah.
1: Well hey, you Detroit. need to announce all of our
2: choices for the people. Yeah, yeah
0: cool. they oh, need yeah, to know yeah, they yeah. need
2: to know what we're laughing at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot. He was trying to put pump the brakes on Monday, but apparently he went right through the light. Oh, like, he's uh, so excited, excited now. <laughs> so yeah, best front man part two. I've got Scott Stapp, Chad Kroger, Mark McGrath, Steve Harwell, <laughs> and threat All
3: right. We all uh, know who Steve Harwell is, too. Is that Yes or my okay. Smash mouth, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I'm, again I'm glad Fred you guys Durst. know that.
0: Yeah. I say <laughs> yeah. Fred Durst. I've seen Limp Biscuit twice. They were awesome back in the day. So I like them. Yeah, I remember I went to you with one of those shows.
2: What was that? Is it was Family Values? I think it was. It was,
0: yeah.
2: during yeah. Crystal Method and Corn. It was yep. an incredibly good time. The crowd was rowdy too. Um, this is I'm easy gonna, for me
1: now. Go for it. And it too is Fred Durst. And it's because of that story. That you sent the other day about Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> if he can
3: be part of that, he's okay in my book. <laughs> so, the story you're talking about it, it was the Eddie Van Halen and was it all of Limp Biscuit or was it just Fred Durst? I think it was all of Limp Biscuit, wasn't so it? So, Limp, Limp, yeah, Limp Biscuit and Eddie Van Halen get together for what they called a jam session, was what the article said. Yeah, at Fred's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. so things things go south because i can imagine that i don't know i'll paraphrase but i think the professor uh, eddie van halen was teaching preschool that day and fred mm. durst and the entourage what well, they they started smoking weed and of yeah. not paying attention to the music and then there was a, a somebody took somebody's equipment and it all kind of went downhill from there and ah. Uh. Mm. <laughs> Total rock and roll story.
1: <laughs> and it ended with Eddie Van Halen putting a gun to Fred Durst's head, making him get his stuff. Oh, that's Staying right. In I the forgot front about yard that. holding him at gunpoint until he got his stuff.
2: I so, forgot
0: about yeah.
2: Yeah. That's incredible. I'll have to uh read that. It would be nice if uh, you know, we could get together and not social distance, we could create a dramatization. But alas. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> I have a I have
3: a well, Steve probably has one too. A, a backwards mlb cap we could wear we yeah could be fred mm-hmm. durst pretty easily so let's do it <laughs> yeah
2: i i'm also going to choose fred durst um you know because out of the bands i i definitely enjoyed uh limp biscuit the most i will say though pre um fly sugar ray was incredible that first album was heavy as hell love and, that first album yeah, it was it was a great direction but you know apparently they decided to uh soften didn't it up for the ladies and and didn't uh, last. Pop germs and here we are. There, there we go, you know. But uh uh yeah, Mark Mark had a had some potential at first to me, but
0: alas. You know, so, I um, heard him when we got our new car and we had the satellite radio free trial. Uh Ooh. I heard him on something, I think it might have been a nineties station, but he was DJing and yeah, it was super, super cheesy. So mm-hmm. cheesy. I was like, wow. <laughs>
1: We saw well, that. when he started doing those t- those little half an hour TV, you know, Hollywood Insider type TV shows, yeah. I mean, all cred out the window
3: immediately. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to use um uh I guess you'd call it a formula called the <laughs> total total douche formula. <laughs> the I mean, yeah. So, yeah, the TDF. Um I was punching it up here in the TDF machine um and Florida man Scott Stapp scores very highly on the douche scale. Yes,
0: very <laughs> as, much so. As the does
3: Ch- Chad Kroger, <laughs> uh, who married Avril Levine. Did he marry Avril Levine? Yes, yeah. he did. Who's also a douche. Um, <laughs> Steve Harwell, I,
0: I Monday. Did you see him at Lowe's the other day working, or I, I, before <sighs> wow. the show? we were... <laughs> I think he was working like in the plumbing department. So we didn't yeah, see
3: <laughs> he's hadn't passed that insurance test yet, or he's yeah, he's probably moved on. Um Fred Durst, all time rock and roll, uh total douche. Um,
0: you know, points hey man, for... he used to hang out at the Playboy mansion. Come on.
3: Yeah, I was gonna give him points for the Christine Aguilera <laughs> connection, which got him an Eminem disc, which was kind of cool, I suppose. <laughs> but still pretty high in the douche scale. I'm going to go with Mark McGrath uh, because of early Sugar Ray Uh, shout out to uh, road rash 3d. And um, there was another video game, I think that featured a little Sugar Ray that was early and we all knew fly, but then we're like, who's this band? So um, but also what broke it for me. And I think, don't get me wrong. I think Mark McGrath is probably a douche now, but um, uh, his appearance on rock and roll jeopardy. Oh, yeah. Give him uh, some cred points, which don't reflect on his frontman abilities, but still that, that's he will, that's that's the TDF system for you.
0: He will forever have cred points with me just because he was part of a song that was called Danzig Needs a Hug. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Great so, choices, everybody. Uh, so that uh, game you were talking about, was that Mean Machine? Was that the song on the, on the soundtrack? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Such a,
0: oh, such a good song.
2: Yep. And you know, one of my favorites is You Gotta Get Down If You Want to Hang Around. That's mm-hmm. a great bang, mm-hmm. slow grind riff. But then it went from that to...
0: Mm-hmm. You know what, though? Uh, there's just They film. knew. They knew. They were very self-aware. Because wasn't their second album called 1459?
3: Yep. Yeah, exactly.
0: And But the first song on that, I believe it was RPM. So good, but the rest of it I didn't care for.
3: Yep. 14.59, of course, in reference to their 15
2: minutes of fame. Exactly. <laughs> great joke. <laughs> awesome. Right on. I think I got one or two more here. I know this is running long, but this has been fun. You guys yeah, enjoying it's it? It's fun, though. This is great. Cool. All right, here we go. I'll keep my mouth shut this time. Best of the 80s. I picked some, some Hairspray. Uh, we've got Def Leopard, White Lion, Warrant, Great White, and Cinderella. I'm going with Cinderella.
0: Hmm. Hands down. Well, I like all of these bands. Great White would probably be at the bottom of my list, mm-hmm. even though Paul and I did see them live. That's right. <laughs>
1: Bragger. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we don't give extra points to Def Leppard just because the drummer had one arm. That is not in the equation, Mr. Rife. Okay, wow. Take it out of the
3: calculator. Different calculator, different. Okay.
0: Man, I'm trying to think of... uh, I mean, the biggest band probably would have to be Def Leppard. But I don't know that I would consider them the best band. I would say they're definitely the most overproduced band. Mm-hmm. that's mutt Lang for you yeah yeah um i'd probably go with cinderella as well i great guitar work uh mm-hmm. tom keifer's awesome i've always liked him mm-hmm. yeah. cinderella's great. good
2: yeah. Yep. yeah i think i'll pick cinderella too what's funny is um i heard Th- through some client work in the past when I was doing acoustics that uh, one of the members of Cinderella actually um, is an optometrist now and has an eye care clinic in Tennessee. Hmm. And wow. uh, I told uh, I told my colleague at the time, it's like, well, if they're looking for a tagline, I've got it. When it comes to your vision, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm sure he's <laughs> never heard that too. No, probably
1: not. <laughs> By the way, did, we, did I jump the gun and not let you announce the names again? No, I didn't. No. Them
0: okay we
3: weren't rolling in laughter at this list like we
1: were the <laughs> last
3: <part. laughs> who you got Joe? Uh, i'm gonna pick def leopard just i mean that probably shows my hand as to my my stance on the best of the 80s so yeah they were the biggest and had nothing to do with how many arms they had so <laughs>
0: it's solid dude i don't dislike any of these bands i mm-hmm. really don't i great white would like i said there i don't Really ever listen to them at all, ever? But yeah, I mean, Paul. No, Paul teases me about liking White Lion all the time. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I love them back in the day, and I, I really enjoyed Warrant, especially their first album. So and you know, Def Leppard or legends. Cinderella's great band. Yeah, Vito brado is a killer guitar
2: player. It's interesting that he wrote all the songs on a on a nylon string classical guitar before committing to electric. <laughs> um, to record it. But, uh, you know, and Def Leppard, uh, was a staple in, in my childhood too. listening to Z 93, hot nine. Exactly. I thought uh, that
3: and pizza hut too, the pizza yeah. Hut jukebox. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. Um, but I, I certainly loved, uh, on through the night and pyromania, you know, two albums mm-hmm. that didn't get near the love of hysteria, mm-hmm. but, uh, even hysteria was, was great in its own regard. But, uh, you know, you certainly had, um, I mean, hysteria, I mean, I, I feel like majority of the album made it on the billboard, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing a, lot, right. a lot, a yeah. lot of it, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but yeah, Cinderella, I, I just felt like, you know, Tom Kiefer just has an edge to him. And um, you get, like you said, good guitar work, great writing and, and whatnot. And it was, uh, um, you know, a lot of fun in its own regard. Lots of different directions, you know, ups and downs as far as some heavy hitters and some, some power ballads and, and the like. I mean, mm-hmm. all of them yep. do, but those stood out the most. All right. This is going to be the toughest one. Um, this one was inspired by by Joe, actually. This is the best of the 80s continued. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> so in our message thread earlier, he asked, Hey, are we doing 80s songs today? And I said, No, we're doing the challenge real time. He's like, Okay, good. He's like, I was gonna have to pick all of Devo's albums <laughs> basically for for the best of the 80s. So this list just does Devo five times basically. <laughs>
3: Oh crap! Yep. So probably so, Diva then. Yeah. Is <laughs> it Devo
2: four or Devo five? <laughs> oh wait, that was a that was a trick question because four was the live album, right? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, guys. That was our nice. real time challenge.
0: Yeah, that was, that was our, cool, man. A lot of cool. fun.
2: Yeah. We'll have to do that again <clears throat> with some different uh, categories, maybe even you know pop culture stuff or something in the future. Yeah.
0: For
1: sure, yeah, that was fun, and you were very clever in your best ofs. So
0: speak. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: And I'm down for making us agree. I mean, I think that make us make us choose. I, I'm I'm ready to be persuaded by these gentlemen. You know, like
0: absolutely. Let me, let me hear your um,
3: best your best argument for them.
0: Still, I'm calling it hung jury, <laughs> mistrial, mistrial with William hung.
2: She bang y'all. She bang. All
1: All right, so that brings us to uh, the next week's challenge, and Mr. Rife, El Ray. Challenge. What do you have?
3: Yeah, uh, you're gonna have to do a little homework on this one uh, for a couple of reasons. Because um, the theme is up to you, and I want you to pick some songs in that theme. There used to be a uh, a radio. Um, It wasn't a contest so much. It was a a deal where you would uh, contact the radio station, which shall remain nameless. And you would name three songs at three o'clock in the afternoon. And you had to come up with a theme and you had to give a three song playlist. So build a three song playlist. You pick the theme and uh, let's qualify it by saying you can't just say my three favorite. No, no, I'm going to leave that open. My three favorite <laughs> songs by X band. I
0: think that'd be I was okay. to say, Yeah, I no, like the way we're going. That's, that's sure. a good. That's a good limit to set, but sure. You know,
1: I like the idea if we all came up with real themes. Um, yeah, it's I it's more it fun is, when you have a theme. Makes us dig a little deeper, and <clears throat> and then it gives us all something later to listen to. So excellent topic, and we shall say accepted. challenge accepted. I like it. Okay, oh, hello. so we're uh, up to a double shot this week. uh, we got a little bit crazy, some super hot albums came out, and uh <laughs> we cannot wait to dig into Danzig singing Elvis, which we'll start oh, with first christ uh,
0: man no, he's he's not in the band anymore <laughs> <laughs> Good the,
1: this was this was interesting uh to say the least, and I know. I, I found one song that I liked. I know Mundy did at least because he posted something today. So yeah. why don't we let you kick it off with what you found that you really liked?
0: Well, you know, I'm a huge Danzig fan um, and he is the evil Elvis. Mm-hmm. So, this, I mean, it was only a matter of time before we got here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is probably something he's been thinking about for a long time. Um I know I've heard interviews with Tommy Victor from Prong who plays guitar for Glenn and has for years and he's he has mentioned this for a long time and uh so you know it's new Danzig and I was excited to hear it and I got to say it like It's real. I I have found that as Danzig has aged, uh, he's has become very hit or miss for me. Um, Danzig one through four, those first four albums are absolutely untouchable. And I, you cannot even argue with me. Um, After that, he kind of goes a little electronic and kind of bounces around a little bit. And, you know, it's just real hit or miss. Even bringing in one of, you know, Paul and I's favorite guys, Tommy Victor. It's cool to hear Tommy play with him, but Tommy's only playing what Danzig wants him to play. So, you know, it's whatever. But, but I, this, and this album was no different. It's totally hit or miss. I loved some of it. I liked a lot of it. And there were a couple that were kind of cringeworthy so (laughs) that's where i landed
1: well i um i landed on the side where it was more cringeworthy i felt like he rarely got out of caricature mode and i know that's his that's his voice i mean so it's hard for him to get out of there but when you hear an elvis song by somebody else you don't want to hear elvis impersonator um And that's what I felt like we got with a lot of the songs. I did enjoy "Pocket Full of Rainbows," felt like his voice changed up a little bit there. But um, for the most of it, I just felt like, man, it was kind of a character caricature, and I don't know. I just felt like I wanted to hear, or I was going to hear one of those stupid uh, "who to who" you know kind of thing that Elvis (laughs) impersonators do, and I It was lost on me. And I'm like you, Jeremy. I love the early Danzig. Uh the one he had one on what, 15 and 17. And both of those I never go back to. They were okay, but yeah. They're pretty iffy. Uh, so that's where I landed on this. I'd rather not listen again.
0: It's funny too. Uh just this just dawned on me. Um <clears throat> a lot of the problems I have with more current Danzig also I feel like is the production because i think his last album it um like there's some good ideas there but it sounds terrible like it, it's like his voice is way up front and it almost sounds like i don't i don't know the recording or the mixing or something on his voice is off and it it does not sound good and i i can't believe like they released that as a finished product but it, it, that's what it, it sounds like unfinished. Like it sounds like the music is done and his voice is just raw and it doesn't work.
3: I but, caught that a couple of times too, where it was like who signed off on this exactly. It was almost like they got stuck in between wanting to do a retro Elvis type sound. And then they produced this other yes. had too much new in it, you know, and it just didn't yeah.
0: work. That's what I found, like, yeah, like the sound, the retro sound is definitely there. There's tons of reverb on the vocals, you've got upright bass, you can hear upright bass on a lot of it. The drums are super simple, but uh, there's a couple of songs where the guitar has more of like the metal feel, and it just throws right. it, exactly throws yeah. it all off,
3: yeah where where they could have went with a a little bit of a clean electric, maybe they they brought in the over processed metal guitar, <laughs> it's yes. just um so yeah i was kind of like steve i kind of landed on the uh parts were cringeworthy to the to the what is going on here (laughs) and he didn't i was kind of surprised on the track listing but i guess too if if you're a fan of a of a guy you don't want to sing like you i didn't expect heartbreak hotel on this album or anything um but the biggest song on here oh gosh maybe baby let's play house or fever
0: Fever, definitely um
3: always on my mind i thought was a strange choice uh, always on my mind.
0: not good i did not think he did good on that no fever Fever was my favorite song in the album i thought it was fantastic if anything worked i
3: think fever did yeah
1: i can't listen to fever anymore because of this old saturday night live skit where they had miss peggy lee sing fiber <laughs> and, and Phil Hartman sat on a bowl of cereal as it went up in the air because it had so much fiber or no that was colon blow Never mind. super colon blow. But anyway. <laughs> Peggy Lee and she had these long nails and she has clicking her fingers singing fiber
2: so <laughs> that's awesome <clears throat> new from KTEL Records <laughs> Danzig sings Elvis look for a hit such as It's So Strange One Night lonely blue boy A picture you know the subtitles kind of running up like uh, rolling mm-hmm. credits yeah. you know the one highlighted in yellow you hear the snippet of and all that good stuff mm-hmm. and then at the end of it of course you get that big blue screen with the yellow font order now with all the credit card I- icons mm-hmm. that's what that album cover said to me when i as soon yeah I, saw it. I
0: love the cover i do it's, it's <laughs> really retro looking yeah. it's fun
2: yeah exactly it was awesome so you know i, I popped it on and i i will say I didn't go in with any expectations. I love Danzig and um, you know, I certainly would never mean any disrespect by anything I might not like. It's just my opinion, but I heard that slap echo and I was like, Oh yeah, it's definitely got the retro vibe. And then the mix has definitely got a lo-fi presence to it. It's in the background, kind of like the vinyl experience. It's, it's not true to mixing at that time where typically the voice was on the left channel and audio, you know, the other audio was on the right channel before, um uh, you know true stereo and things like that were put into play but um it it certainly had you know that vintage vibe going and then i got into it a little further and it's like okay there's that slap go again and you know he used it the entire time uh so it's like all right it it's kind of becomes the the nature of the of the voice and much to what foggy said you know there was uh not much change i definitely liked Pocketful of rainbows and, and fever the most out of the, the album but uh You know, it got to the point where while I was listening to it, I started to lose focus and started, you know, diverting my attention elsewhere. And it was just kind of sound in the background. So nothing really Mm -hmm. stood out past that. But, um, you know, I'm sure this was something he did to, uh, you know, really express his influence and and things of that sort. He felt it was important to do. Um, It's just, it's interesting. And I know that, you know, when he did the first three albums, the first four for that matter, he had uh, the label budget you know on his side to help him get a more rich production where now you have to you know most of us are dealing with bedroom studios or more grassroots approaches and things like that and this certainly with the the vintage feel it's easy to attain but it's not easy to master if you will so i think that you know that kind of lends to some of the weakness also
0: yeah i would agree with that i you know you said you mentioned the vocals kind of being the same through the whole thing and i he kind of you know switched up i don't i don't even know what to call it the style or the like kind of the tone of his voice a little bit here and there um but it definitely all had the reverb on it and um But I I still, even with that, I feel like his voice is, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's an age thing or what it is, but I feel like he's just fairly inconsistent and it's disappointing (laughs) as a fan, but, uh, but yeah.
3: I'll say vocally though. I did appreciate. Um, I don't think he shaded too much into like, uh, Steve was saying the, um, the impersonator vibe, but there were little bits of the nod to Elvis's intonation that made Elvis Presley yes. Elvis. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I thought those were okay, you know, and I think that that probably started um, a long time ago, the first or second time that Danzig ever spun an Elvis record, he probably picked up on the way that guy sung, sang saying. So um, I, I, I appreciated that, you know, he, he did. I think he nailed it in spots Other times it was kind of
0: like, eh, maybe not. Yep. That's what I, I, one of the notes I wrote down is that the ones that work really work. And, yep. you know, yep. See, I
1: that, think for me is that his voice is too close to Elvis in that respect for him to do an Elvis record.
0: That's why he had to do it though. <laughs> he, he is no choice. He is the evil Elvis. Yeah. All
1: right, I will give you that Mr. Mundy.
0: You know what he has to do next? Some Roy Orbison. Adores cover album, that's true. Uh-huh. I, I heard yeah, he's god, no. <laughs> yeah. no, he, he has been either. compared to Morrison. So, oh, no,
2: well, really? Yep, yep, especially like on Danzig 2. I heard some Morrison, heard Elvis, and I heard Roy Orbison in in his um approach hmm. through the years too. Well, he did that less than zero tune, yes, with Roy. For that Great, song. I think
3: maybe yeah. he should consider a Hootie and the Blowfish cover. album. hey,
2: around. there you go, he oh, sings better than the Hootie. Hair. That's
3: a few That's a few jumps from Morrison to Darius Rucker to it is. It is.
2: Danzig covers Creed. <laughs> oh.
3: He's gonna outstap the Stabster. Oh god.
0: <laughs> stab. Danzig
3: jams with Creed and steals their equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't get a stap infection. Uh, uh, Snap oh. ultimate gunpoint to get his word. Oh. Florida man held at gunpoint. Oh, why well, the hell is Eddie Van Halen here? Where did he come from?
2: <laughs> that story reminds me of uh, Yacht Rock. There's a YouTube series of videos. that's supposed to be like Loggins and Messina and Michael McDonald and all their misadventures. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> hey, screw you, Loggins and Messina. <laughs>
1: well, I'm just happy that listening to that got us to have these funny moments. So, <laughs> uh, All right. That's awesome. Well, that was fun doing. Danzig sings Elvis, but we, uh, we now have like serious matters. Cause we've well, got that's... a real album review now.
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa, It's serious. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> one moment. I... <laughs> <Foggy>. um, <laughs> What's
1: that?
2: W- we, d- does this album not deserve any kind of numerical rating?
1: Do you want to, this was like a bonus. That's why I didn't know if we wanted to do that.
0: Oh, okay. I wrote one down. Okay. Oh, yeah. Go
1: for it. Monday start.
0: Uh, just because some of it didn't really work for me, but you know, I've, love danzig uh footnote in my junior year uh school photo i was wearing a danzig t-shirt attaboy um and which horrified my mother so anyway um i gave it a solid three and a half out of five okay all right
3: joe I can't fault a guy. I don't know if this is a vanity project for him, but I can't fault him nodding to his heroes and his idols. But alas, uh, last I'd have to say, um, maybe not a solid two and a half, maybe a, a, a semi-firm two and a half. All righty. I am. Um, <laughs> I. An ED two
1: and a half. From <laughs> a, sponge, a spongy two and a half. <laughs> <I'm> reasonably chubby. <laughs> <To> my pr- <laughs> He had a slight job. All right, it's more so, fun with adjectives. Look. <laughs> a non-tumescent. A <laughs> I'm just not even gonna grade it now.
0: <laughs>
1: no, I was On a good, curve. Uh, so, uh, I, would, I was gonna give it a one, but remembering <laughs> back to my days in the dorm room, screaming "mother," I'm gonna give him half a point for my uh, previous love of his other records. So I'm gonna give him a one and a half out of five.
2: Nice. I, I think he'll he'll get a solid 2.75 out of me for for this one. Um, definitely still listen to the earlier stuff. Um, the lineup for the first four albums was consistent and solid and uh, will always be near and dear to my heart. I, even after uh, I couldn't get his first cassette the first time, I, when I got a little older, I was able to have my own freedom. I, I nabbed it Dude, on CD, so there.
0: Let go of it, man. Let go.
2: <laughs> I'm not bitter.
0: Uh, that first lineup, by the way, included John Christ on guitar. That's why I said he wasn't in the band <laughs> <Yes>. anymore. <laughs> All right. Good one. Very clever.
3: Chuck Biscuits. Oh man!
2: All okay. right. Pressing matters.
3: No, no relation. John was no okay. relation.
2: <laughs> uh, it was determined it was a distant, distant cousin.
3: Is he related <laughs> to the superstar? Yes. Okay, you live in Nazareth. Do you know? Never mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) that brings us to I don't even know how we're going to do this one seriously at this point. Um, It's
0: going to be a bummer from here on out.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) AWOL Nation has a new record with a really clunky title. But um, so I sent you guys a text that when we started the uh, Lester Bangs inspired challenge, I had read some reviews that just kind of made me think: if we read these things, would we know who they're talking about? Because sometimes I think these reviewers just say stuff that sounds cool. Or, um, in this case, I'm not sure if they're listening to the same record we're listening to. But, um, <laughs> I, I don't love A Wall Nation. Um, I base it on a song that's definitely an anomaly. And all their other songs, I guess. And so I wanted to see what other people thought. I'm like true fans. What do they think of, of AWOL Nation? So I could kind of get a better idea of how I wanted to review this one. And so I'm reading this and a couple of things stand out to me. And I'm just thinking, I didn't hear any of what they're, they're hearing here. And That's so, how
0: I felt last week. <laughs> <laughs> so he,
1: he says that this song b- blends Kick drum, heavy screamo. I don't but know I what mean, your version of screamo and heavy kick drums are, but this is uh, not my version <laughs> of that. Maybe um,
0: maybe for like a couple of minutes and a couple a of songs.
1: Well, <laughs> and then this person goes on to say that this song opened with an ACDC like blues rock riff.
0: Maybe. no. I'm just like, I mean, what are you
1: here? listening to? So anyway, that made me feel what? better about the
3: challenges. Do you yeah. have the song titles? Are you going to... Um, I do. What? what? No, I mean, what songs are they talking
0: about? Oh. <laughs> well, ACDC? boil in My Heart? <laughs> <laughs> Battered Black Black Blue or whatever?
3: Oh, yeah, okay.
1: And Mayday Fiesta Fever has that crazy trumpet thing. I never ever got like heavy kick drums and just no. because he screams once in a while doesn't give me the impression of scr- what people call screamo music.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I think this person was just a little off base trying to make it sound cool.
0: Yeah, very much.
1: So, uh, who wants to kick off the discussion of this album?
0: Well, what are we doing? Are we going track by track? Or I hope we just, just want to <laughs> do impressions no. or? <laughs> I, I think know. we just need to stick okay. with impressions. Let's do this. Who did anybody have any songs that they really enjoyed?
1: Um
0: yes. <laughs> Don't everybody jump in. I had
3: one. <laughs> Seriously, nobody had one song that they even liked.
1: I, I had I had
3: well, I had one that I liked. I, I guess I was processing that to think like if I had to play, if I had to listen to this album, are their songs are like yes, there are probably two or three. If I were to pick from a vast catalog of music that I have on my Spotify <laughs> account. And were I to put a, what band is this? Wall Nation <laughs> song on the playlist, <laughs> would I include one? Probably not. But you know, as I listened to the album, yes, I enjoyed a few of them. So it's okay, for I- me...
0: It. I don't have like one song that I was like, yeah, this is good. Uh, not one. I mean, there were parts. The first three songs I think were the strongest, and even then, it was like I don't have great things to say about them. I I liked parts of them, and in the first three songs, they is it a band or is it like a guy? I don't. It's even a guy, know. really. That's okay. That's what I thought. But so in the first three songs, like he kind of throws down some pretty solid hooks. Like there's some good stuff in there and there's some cool sounds like instrumentation and whatever. But yeah, I don't have one song on this album from beginning to end that I was like, "Whoa, that's good.
1: (laughs) I, I never, I, I always go to the lyrics. I never felt like digging into the lyrics. I did look at them a little bit. And then once no. I read them, I was like, I there's wish I nothing there. That. Yeah. Yeah. No. Song number two has the coolest little, it's like this little under, I see, I wish I was Paul because I don't know how to describe things, but there's this I, little yeah, groove there, under it. The, and then on top of it, there's mm-hmm. these little keyboard sounds that has this really cool little beat. I love that groove. I can listen to that song over again. Yes. That's the Same only here. song I will listen to again
0: yes uh the song slam yes um, and i wrote down the bass groove at what at a minute eight seconds is pretty sick oh, okay <laughs> well how long did that last then
3: i did like yeah. i i wrote down that i like the bass lines had a nice little funk to it kind of a low fi vi- vibe not mm-hmm. not not real aggressive just kind of a nice feel. <laughs>
0: Some some vibes coming in. That's, that's nice. Yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> I hit uh I hit some stuff there on accident. So that's my way of interrupting my turn. I'm sorry. yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh play them off, play them off. No, um I I didn't have a particular song I liked, I had moments I liked. Um exactly, and I, I will say like the last track, I'm a wreck. The last half of it had kind of a heavy groove mm-hmm. going on. Oh my God. And I was <laughs> like, where, where has this been the entire album? You know, but even then. <laughs> no, the was bit then. The
0: same thing. The yeah. same thing. I said, the second half is okay. The last third is the best thing on the album. Yeah. And <laughs> the last song. <laughs> so
2: uh, yeah, so sorry for the the technical formality there. I was trying to I was trying to remember that piece to slam that you're talking about, but it kind of has like a, a a little percussive clinkiness to that keyboard part. And that was oh
3: oh no,
1: we lost JPP. Oh no, <laughs>
3: what do we do now? <laughs> I think I hear Paul coming on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh man!
0: It's my dad. Time,
1: so right?
2: it's hard to get on here. Really well right <laughs> you gotta love micro outages with your broadband internet. Thanks, God. <laughs> Rumble, groan. Um, well, what you I were look? saying where was i you <laughs> were talking you about album the of the year of run the tape back
1: was <laughs> <laughs> album of the year i think
2: yes yes um it, it gets three letters for me it was better and, than cats See yeah. it again and again m is for <laughs> man i hear a lot of elements that have a lot of potential and could really blossom but it just misses the mark <laughs> e is for Efforts taken to get riffs that are hooky and catchy, and there's lots of uh, uh, you know possibility for it to really you know become an earworm. But alas, it doesn't you know hit the mark because it becomes a little trite. And H is for, hey, why was the best riff at the end of the album? Why couldn't they have done that more often? So it gets a meh.
0: Fair. That's totally fair.
2: I'm so uh,
1: happy that we waited 10 minutes and got that brilliant,
2: brilliant alphabetical <laughs> That was wonderful. My acronym for meh. It was great. I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, the other day. He sends me links on spotify or tells me what vinyl he's collected and um what's funny is he went to high school with my wife so they were good friends and then he found that i played keyboards and then he started hitting me up and we we connected too and and he would be somebody that would be in our circle He's you know, crazy like us. But what's interesting is I told him I'm listening to the new AWOL nation. Uh, it'll be nice to hear your link to give me a break. And he goes, yeah, it's pretty bad when their throwaway track was the best song they've ever done on whatever previous release. I didn't go deeper, but I'm curious to which one he's talking about. I'll have to check that out to make comparisons.
0: It's probably sale. That's yeah. been their
2: biggest hit by far. <laughs> Well, I think that even you know there was one that he was referencing that was better than that. It was throwaway on on the album. Like they never did. Anything. Oh, okay,
0: I got you. Yeah, well, got even you. that
2: is the anomaly because that song does not sound like
1: the other stuff that he's done.
0: So, yeah, that so sucks for a band too. When you hit big with something like that, like uh, Evanescence comes to mind because their mm-hmm. first big hit had that dude on it who was has nothing to do with that band. So yeah you know. that's true and you know it's funny too because it's like part of me feels
2: like well here comes the fuddy duddy old man and me not liking this but there's new acts I like all the time it's oh yeah you know there, there's just things that I feel like it could have been more bold and and really stood out but it Like, you know, Twenty One Pilots, for instance, when we listened to that, Mm -hmm. that was something that I'd never gravitated towards at all because I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, I probably won't like it, but I was converted. It was intense and a good time.
1: There was a theme. There was a clear message. And I mean, there obviously was a lot of work behind the scenes because they had remember, they put all the clues out and there was a story behind that record. Oh, yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah. And then the songs matched up. We were all blown away once we heard the story and we realized what they were actually doing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this, he didn't know what he was putting out there. Um, well, and, it, and maybe he did, but I didn't feel it. And when the yeah. message doesn't get across to us, it's hard to like it. So that's where well, I stand that's,
0: I mean, you said, you dug into the lyrics a little bit, and I felt like I didn't have to, because what I was hearing, I'm like, this is dumb. Like vapid. The word vapid came to exactly. mind a couple of times. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Makes laughs> you're talking about like, <laughs> You're talking about newer acts that you enjoy, like uh, my my oldest son. He got the new album from The Weekend, and holy crap, it's fantastic! It's so good. We, I mean, Lacey and I've been listening to that a ton. We had to he actually got a CD, which was weird because for his generation, but but we copied it and made a copy for the car and like it's been in the car ever since. It's it's really good. Joe, Langer. what do you think?
3: Yeah, I, I think he needs to pick a pick a lane musically. <clears throat> um uh, some of the synthy poppy dance numbers, I think I think that's a strong direction to go in. But then, yeah, he's kind of all over the place. I I I thought the best tune for me, what was it the uh, the Pacific Coast Highway tune? I knew it. (laughs)
0: That
3: was that was pretty okay. Um, Yeah. But then you get uh, that that radical song. He kind of pulls a reggae vibe. I'm like, what? What have we done? What have
1: we done here? Terrible.
3: Um, He said radical so many times,
1: it ceased to sound like a word Uh
0: uh-huh yeah you know what yeah my note on that i said someone discovered a new word you are not a radical yeah (laughs) yeah and i
3: yeah exactly um there were some like you know 80s moments that kind of you know like those synth lines kind of maybe had a little promise but like like we've all kind of said it all just sort of you know fell apart at at some point (laughs) there had its moments but
0: that's the thing. It's like every time he would do something, would be like, ooh, that's cool. And then it, he would go away from it or or layer so much garbage on top of it. I'm like, I, I, I want to hear that part.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I can see why you like Pacific Coast Highway fe- since it featured Rivers Cuomo of Weezer.
0: Yeah. No,
3: so you have Rivers Cuomo of Weezer and you have Zach Irons, who is the son of Jack Irons, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Pearls jam drummer.
2: <laughs>
0: Interesting.
3: Where have we heard that before?
0: <laughs>
3: I couldn't wait to say that. I've been oh, yeah. waiting all night to say that.
0: <laughs> that song with Rivers, I I'm glad you mentioned it because that was one I was interesting to see. I was interested to see what you guys thought about it. Since we're, you know, we all like Weezer. But um yeah, I thought the harmonies with rivers were cool uh rivers verse i enjoyed a lot just because of it's his delivery and it was cool but the rest of the song was like just like totally forgettable
3: i think i like the concept of the song too i think as far as from a song songwriting standpoint i like the gotcha. idea you know it talks about it being in a movie scene actually i was so disinterested by the time i got to the song um <laughs> i i was just hanging on i didn't even know that rivers cuomo was in it that's how
0: I had no idea either until it came up. I was like, oh, cool.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think my notes for the song Half Italian were I was half paying attention, and that was pretty generous <laughs> at that point. I just so.
0: said piano is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that that was your plinky piano there, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally like one note. <laughs> That's right.
2: All right, there we go.
1: All right, gentlemen, let's score this beauty. Monday, what do you give it?
0: One, one out of five. I, there's not a lot here for me. To, it's just the the moments that I enjoyed didn't add up to songs that I really enjoyed at all. They're, so it's, it's one, one out of five. Joe?
3: This album for me was a one as well, because it, it, to me it was kind of like wearing sweatpants. <laughs> Like it was, it was pretty comfortable for a while, but then things got hard and it got awkward <laughs> and inappropriate. So oh.
0: love it. Oh, snap.
3: The, the, we referencing <laughs> the end of the album where all the heavy stuff was. And I was like, hold on, what's
0: going on here? So <laughs> we're going to earn that explicit tag yet. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, it's like, Morrison
3: on a bus ride. <laughs> so It's like dancing covering Morrison on a bus ride. <laughs>
1: oh, if anybody mentions Don's highway bleeding, we're going to fight. So, oh. all right. Danzig I see peace frogs.
0: <laughs> I think I, I just saw a, a little... Native American walk through my living room.
1: <laughs> I think we're just going to have to cancel the show. You start over next week. Good night, Do the cool. best of. <laughs> We're gonna actually I'm gonna go ahead and edit this. It's gonna be a five minute show. Hey,
0: hey, next show. I'm I have a Jim Morrison poetry book. I'm bringing that to the next show.
1: I next. had one and my friend stole it, and I've never seen it since. So anyway, I'm gonna give it a one out of five as well. And I think this is interesting because. You know, Monday hated last week, hated this week. We liked last week because we felt like she had a lot to say, right? I read in that article that I had referenced earlier that there was like this overarching theme, something that the that he was dealing with throughout the album that was kind of cathartic for him in a way. He's the a radical. Problem, well, yeah. But, but, yeah, he's definitely <laughs> radical. The problem is... If it doesn't convey to the listener we can't latch on to anything it's pointless He might as well be singing in the shower mm-hmm. so the only
0: the only overarching thing that I got was that he brought the title or pieces of the title up like through the whole thing and it seemed really pointless
1: but the apparently there were see that's the problem apparently there were real things in his life that he was dealing with in her songs last week, we could relate. We could relate to the bullying lines. There, there were that uncomfortable moment at the table. There were moments that we all could latch onto it and felt made real. feel to it. Yeah, we all felt those That's, things. And this, I mean, it was just so superfluous. It was like all over the place above our heads and we couldn't catch it so i'm not going to listen again because i don't care (laughs) jpp go
2: yeah to your point with fiona's album if we couldn't relate we could at least empathize it might not be something that we've had on our journey but we can Mm -hmm. you know certainly say hey you know that is terrible and man you're really opening up and you want to you want to give her a, a hug and let her know you know hey we hear you we care um, no, this, this was the same thing for me. It, it became something that was in the background. Um, I felt like the Danzig album was more, uh, attention grabbing for sure. Even though I did start to lose sight and go cross side after a while, but again, there was, there was elements that were good. And there was pieces that I thought, that, you know, Hey, this, this had potential, but it just wasn't bold or full enough. And it just, it, it just kind of was smeared across the the palette. And, you know, like, look, I, etch this this is this is art i'm leaving it as such i mean there could have been a lot more attention to detail there could have been a lot more um attempt to really solidify and and have impact but it really missed the mark for me i i'm going to give it a one and a half just because i liked some of the elements um especially that last riff at the end but um other than that you know no amount of cialis is going to cure me on on, in my sweatpants on this one
1: I'm really
3: uncomfortable at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Just sit still.
0: Just don't move. Nobody stand up.
1: (laughs) It reminds me of that SNL skit where he wants to lead the movement, but he can't because he can't get out of his desk. (laughs) We're going to have a walkout. Oh, no. No, no, right now we're not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, I can't say we didn't try because we did. And uh, next week we've got uh, Joe's challenge which is uh, choose three songs with a theme and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a surprise review album. It's gonna be a surprise to you and us so hopefully we'll figure that out until then, where can we find you guys this week Monday where are you?
0: find me on Instagram at Metalhead Monday.
3: Joe. At Instagram
2: L four E L R E Y number four. P P Instagram at just plain Paul, all one word. You can also find us at the wanderings and wall. Uh, let me start that again. <laughs> I need more water. Are you wanderings sure? and wool gathering. I'm sure. Wanderings and wool gathering Facebook page, just simply wanderings and wool gathering. Uh feel free to drop us a line. Let us know what you think on the episodes. We'll we'll write back. You can find Tony. Nowhere
1: because he does not want to be found and you can find me foggy's pal at Twitter and Instagram at foggy's pal You can find me at break the fourth breaking that comic and music news You can find wanderings and wool gathering at rock 985.com you can find us on iTunes you can find us at SoundCloud you can find us at Google Play on Spotify and where else cat box, box. Cat's box.
0: Yeah. there you go yeah.
1: <laughs> is that it did i hit yeah. them all you did we are all <laughs> over the place there is no excuse for not finding us because we are out there we are easy find us until next we- week everybody
3: El ray i suppose we could drop a cd in the mail too if we had to you know i mean i'm not in charge of that we do love we'll, we'll put um uh what's his name tony tony can do that
1: Are we going to start a new BMG?
2: That's right. (laughs) We're going to
1: send you five CDs that you'll never pay us, and then we'll kick you off the list, and you'll jump over to Columbia House. You're going to do it to them, and then you're going to jump back to BMG a year
2: later. Let's see how this works. Yeah, just change the letter in your last name just slightly. Oh, no, they moved. (laughs) No, they were desperate. They didn't care.
1: (laughs) All right, that's it. We'll see you next week. Bye now. Goodbye.